The Boston Bruins were about 4.8 seconds away from defeating the Tampa Bay Lightning on Monday, but similar to the Anaheim game a couple weeks ago, they let this one get away from them and lost in overtime. We're going to talk about what went wrong, who was benched late in the game, and how that could have made a difference, and bring you an update on Milan Lucic here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Tuesday, November 21st. And I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Bruins part of your day every day. Free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. On today's episode, we're going to talk about last night's Uh, I don't want to say collapse, but late loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And also bring you a quick Milan Lucic update. Quick reminder, you can find the podcast on social media at Locked NHL Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes and hockey thoughts at Ian C. McLaren. The Bruins were well positioned to win last night. Leading 4-3 after Charlie Coyle. Ripped a snapshot past Jonas Johansson to make the score 4-3 to in the third period. Now look, I'm not a big refuse suck guy, but the Bruins kind of got hosed last night when it comes to the officiating. Six power plays for Tampa Bay, including a 5-on-3 at one point. Only two opportunities for the Bruins, and it was the final penalty called. John Beecher sent off. High sticking at 1740 of the third period that allowed sustained offensive zone pressure for Tampa Bay. It wasn't credited as a power play goal, but Steven Stamkos got the equalizer after the Lightning had worn down the Bruins penalty killing unit with a six on four opportunity. The Bruins weren't able to get the puck down the ice, weren't able to put in the empty net. At times, similar to the Anaheim game, they weren't able to clear the zone. I think they had three pretty great opportunities to get the puck out of the net. Credit to uh, Victor Hedman, I believe, for knocking it down right at the blue line to keep the play alive and keep it going. Eventually, the puck found its way to Steven Stamkos, and he tied it up at the 1955 mark. And then the Bruins... Uh, Played pretty uninspiring in overtime. Failed to record a shot. And Brandon Hagel ended it early. 119 into the extra frame uh, for the Bruins loss. Again, I don't know if the refs' dads were in attendance. We know the Bruins' dads were. They were ready for a Bruins win. Ready to see their sons shine. But it was the ref show The Zebras really stole the spotlight. And I'm not talking about Bruins getting hosed in terms of uh, 
it's a hot day in July. Let's turn on the garden hose and, and spray the kids kind of way. This was a open up the fire hydrant and uh, stand in front of it and see if you can stand there and uh, not be moved. Ultimately, the Bruins were moved as they gave up one power play goal on the night. That was scored in the second period by Nick Paul. Put the Lightning up 2-1 at that point. The Bruins were able to tie thanks to David Posterak's 12th of the season. They went ahead in the third period once. John Beecher scoring his second of the season. But then the Lightning tied it. Thanks to Austin Watson. I mentioned Coyle's go-ahead goal late in the third. They still couldn't do that. They had two leads in the third period that they could not hold. And Jeremy Swayman put in a valiant attempt. It was statistically his worst performance of the season. He allowed five goals on 47 shots, still made 42 saves, but it was an 894 save percentage. Uh, The Bruins not doing him a lot of favors by taking all these penalties. Uh, You had Zaka, Beecher, Pasternak who were penalized, as well as Lorai, Carlo, Lindholm, and McAvoy, who each took minors as well. So seven penalties taken by the Bruins. Six power plays, because one of them was a a five-on-three. And even the top penalty-killing unit in the NHL can't withstand that for a full 60 minutes plus, especially when you're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning with all the offensive weapons they can muster. Um, David Pasternak, again, a strong game for him. He had eight shots on goal, one goal, one assist for two total points to keep pace in the NHL scoring race. He's now in a tie for second with JT Miller of the Vancouver Canucks. One point behind league leader defenseman Quinn Hughes, who has 30 points uh, to date. With the goaltending performance, Jeremy Swayman fell down to second in save percentage behind Semyon Varmolov of the New York Islanders. Goals against average He's now fourth at 2.09. So our boy Pasta still up there. He uh, is second in points. He's tied for third in goals. Two back of Kyle Connor and Austin Matthews. One back of Gucherov, Sam Reinhart, Brock Besser. So he's doing all he can to give the team the chance to win. Just not the strongest game uh, defensively. You know, the Bruins... Kind of caved. Uh, One of their more lopsided games in terms of shot attempts. 77-46 in favor of the Lightning overall. Shots were 46-27. Scoring chances were 36-20. High danger chances were 13-8. And expected goals 3.2 versus 1.95. So for the Bruins to even get a point out of that based on those numbers is fairly impressive. It was more even at five on five. Uh, although it was 57 40, the shot attempt differential, scoring chances uh, 60% in favor of the Lightning. Expected goals, though, pretty even. And um, the Bruins got a point out of this one and still only have one regulation loss for the season 13 1 and 3, 29 points, and 853 
point percentage, and uh, we will update the Atlantic Division Power Rankings tomorrow in advance of uh, Wednesday's game against the Florida Panthers, who currently sit in second in the Atlantic in both points and point percentage. No games on the NHL slate tonight, so we'll come out the power rankings tomorrow fresh without any interference from teams adding or or not winning tonight. We still want to talk about this lightning game, and I want to address some players being benched late in this one and offer a Milan Lucic update here as the podcast continues. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, so you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, Game time guarantee means that you'll get the best price, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And you can get the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but just create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Thanks so much again for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts and Locked On national show hosts covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Last night, the Bruins coughed up a late lead to the Tampa Bay Lightning and ended up losing in overtime. And one of the talking points afterwards was a lack of playing time for a few Bruins forwards now full credit to john beecher pavel zaka charlie coyle for hitting the back of the net a big concern coming in of course was center depth and each of those guys stepped up last night although beecher taking that late game high sticking penalty did not help the bruins close things out it allowed tampa to get the extra man out a six on four situation and again while the tying goal wasn't a power play goal officially. It was a result of that sustained pressure. The Bruins were a bit gassed near the end, and it's partly due to the fact that they were playing with a shortened bench. Both Jacob Lauko and Oscar Steen were largely missing from the ice for the majority of the third period. And Matt Potra also saw under 10 minutes of ice time. 9.58 to be exact. Lauko clocked in at 7.24. And Steen even less at 5.15. Um, not entirely sure the rationale behind that. That trio combined for one shot on goal and two hits. Potra with 
zeros across the board. And he wasn't particularly strong in the dot either, winning only 28.6% of his faceoffs. However, if, if you give those guys some time during the third period, maybe it allows some of those other guys who are out there killing penalties and playing in all situations to be a bit fresher. Uh, does that portend perhaps the sending down of Oscar Steen once Morgan Geeky is healthy? And he practiced the other day in a no-contact jersey. Does it mean that Matt Potra may be on his way back to Guelph at some point? That's a consideration as well. Uh, he had 15 minutes of ice time, almost 16, in the previous game against Montreal. 20 shifts overall, only 13 shifts last night against Tampa. And I don't want to say his game is dropping off a bit, but it's, you know, he's kind of showing uh, the wear and tear of playing against men you know five ten years older than him the lauco only had 12 shifts last night and oscar steen only saw 10 shifts and again five minutes of ice time so when morgan geeky comes back it's quite possible that steen will be sent back down but in the situation where he's there he's healthy i mean why not play some of these guys in the third to preserve that lead. Were they not trusted late? Were they not playing well defensively? Uh, were they getting caved when it comes to the opposition kind of running ragged on them? Let's just look at their individual numbers here via natural statric. And uh, we see that while on the ice, Lauko had a shot attempt differential of 17%. He was on the ice for 14 shot attempts uh, against only 3-4. Steen, 9 against 2-4. Now, most Bruins were below the 50% line. Only Pasternak and Marshawn and Zaka had... Above 50%, the rest of the team was well below. But those two guys especially, uh, they were getting rocked pretty good out there when it comes to shot attempts at 5-on-5. Five five. I should add Matt Potra. He was below 50%, but he was on for 8-4. Or sorry, 7-4 and 8 again. So it was a lot more even than those other two guys in his defense. So Lako Steen, not their best games. They were benched late, as was Patra, and it could mean that uh, Steen is sent back to Providence as soon as Morgan Geeky is is able to go. I think Steen's played pretty well overall. I have liked that third line, uh, but he, along with um, Beecher, are waiver-exempt. So I don't know if Steen might have to go through waivers in order to be sent back. That's a consideration as well. But Geeky uh, could be back soon, and the Bruins will have some decisions to make as to who is sent down. 
Cap Friendly still has Patrick Brown on the roster. He just cleared waivers, so he might be the guy. And then one of those two, Lauco, Steen, Quatra, maybe they'll take some turns watching from the press box. But something to keep an eye on lineup-wise as uh, the top two lines have looked pretty good as of late. Frederick, Coyle, Van Riemsdijk, Zaka, Marshawn, Pasternak. Uh, looking pretty good at the moment in the top six for the Boston Bruins. JVR again with a beautiful assist on Charlie Coyle's goal. He had another point. The James Van Renaissance is in full effect. He's up to 13 points in 17 games after only 29 and 61 last season. So good for him for making good on this opportunity with the Boston Bruins. Someone who has not made good on this opportunity is Milan Lucic, and we'll offer a quick update on his situation here as the podcast continues. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. They have over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, and you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And the eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. But with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home a win with ebaymotors.com. Check them out today and get the right parts for your ride. Let's finish it off with a quick Milan Lucic update and a content warning here. What we're going to discuss next contains details of an alleged domestic assault. Ruins forward Milan Lucic. Uh, this from Frank Cervelli of Daily Faceoff. He posted this this morning amid uh, Twitter beef with former referee Tim Peel. Uh, Lucic entered a plea of not guilty to one count of assault and battery against a family member in Boston Municipal Court on Tuesday. He was released on his own recognizance by the judge. Uh, Lucic didn't speak in court. The plea was entered on his behalf and a pre-trial hearing was scheduled for January 19th. So in about a couple months, he's due back in court. As a condition of his bail, which uh, did not include any money, but a signed promise to appear in court when required to do so. He's also prohibited from abusing or harassing his wife and consuming alcohol. He was also granted the ability to appear in court next time via video call. So as part of his condition for being released on charges of domestic battery, he's to not abuse or harass his wife. Of course, uh, Lucic was arrested in the early morning hours of November 18th after a domestic incident. Uh, the 911 call was made on Friday night saying Lucic had attempted to choke his wife, Brittany, after a verbal argument allegedly turned physical. According to a copy of the police report, Lucic allegedly pulled his wife's hair and police observed redness on the victim's chest area, but 
she stated that um, he did not attempt to strangle or choke her. She did say that she attempted to walk away from Lucic and that her husband grabbed her by the hair and pulled her backwards. And that he said, you're not going anywhere. Um, police also wrote that Lucic appeared to be intoxicated. He said nothing happened. They observed a broken lamp on a nightstand and what appeared to be shards of glass on the floor. And also, disturbingly, sources said Lucic's children were hosting a sleepover at their apartment that night with friends over, which is uh, horrible to think about. Nobody should have to experience this or witness it. And uh, the argument was all apparently over a missing cell phone. The Bruins haven't said anything since the NHL has yet to comment on or acknowledge the arrest and charges. The Bruins have said he's on an indefinite leave of absence due to an incident. Uh, the NHL does not have a clearly defined domestic violence policy and Lucic could be subject to uh, discipline by Gary Bettman because of of all of this. So he's not with the team. I mean, he hasn't really been for, for some time. He's only played four games this season. Perhaps a stint in the NHL uh, player assistance program is necessary. That's all we know at the moment. He's due back in court or via video call on November or sorry, January 19th. I don't expect him to play in the meantime, even if cleared health wise. And, um, you know, I'm not, let's say, rooting for him to come back anytime soon. It's a very unfortunate situation, to be sure. And we just hope that Brittany Lucic, their children, whoever was in the area, is okay. That's the main uh, priority at this point. Uh, but clearly, Milan needs some help before even considering extending his hockey career, which could very well uh, be over at this point. We will bring you all the latest on the black and gold here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, including updated Atlantic Division power rankings on tomorrow's episode and a preview of tomorrow night's tilt with the Florida Panthers. I forgot to mention the goalie rotation was broken a bit last night. If they were going with the back and forth, should have been Linus Allmark in net last night, but it was Jeremy Swayman who got the second straight start, setting Allmark up to face the Florida Panthers after you know being pulled from the series last season uh, in the first round. So a bit of a redemption opportunity for Allmark in that one, and uh, we'll see how he is able to step up in... Uh, I mean, yeah, a clash of the top two teams in the Atlantic, not to spoil the power rankings too much. A reminder to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. All the coverage you need on every story in sports. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins. Because we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every day. Every day. All right.
Take care, friends. Talk to you again here tomorrow.